0: Welcome to Staying Real About Faith and Family. If you're looking for a community where you can get real about life without resistance, you're in the right place. I'm Linda Goldfarb, and each week I offer personal insight to encourage transparent living from a biblical viewpoint with practical applications. Staying real with the Holy Spirit's leading is what we're all about. I pray that you are blessed by today's episode. Let's go to Father. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for all that is around us and near us that we can experience, especially in your creation, Father. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you love us so much. You don't allow us to stay where we are at times. You will push our comfort zone. You will ask us to stay step out and stand up in our faith. You will guide us and direct us, and we know that we are never alone. We just thank you for this time. And Father God, as Heather and I are sharing today and having our conversation with our amazing listeners, Father God, we ask that if there's anything that we discuss, you don't want us to remember, you don't want them to remember, oh, just have it disappear. We trust you and we love you, and we are here to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Please welcome my good friend and co-host, Heather Greer. How's it going for you today?
1: Linda, I'm really thankful that we have a God that doesn't rely on my wins to be able to use me. We've been talking about setting boundaries at home and building healthy families, and uh, Sunday school class, we're doing the same thing. I think about as as a parent and a wife all the times that I haven't done right. And as long as I'm real about those things, God can use my loss to create a win for someone else. And I am just really thankful for that.
0: Oh, God can use my loss as a win for someone else. Oh, that is so good. I tell you, you're getting deep. You're getting deep already. What's up with that? What's up with that? No, I love it. I know that God continues to show us as we have found both of us together as we have found the more that we are staying real about life and bringing uh bringing issues to the surface. Oh man, the enemy does not like that and he's going to try and shake our tree, but we do stand firm in our faith in our savior Jesus Christ. Today, I'm excited about what we're going to be discussing, so I'm going to
1: toss it back to you. Well, this week, we are on week three of setting biblical boundaries at home. Uh, Last week, we looked at how Christians can protect their family values. This week, our biblical boundary will help us focus on self and others with the Bible as our primary source of reference. We're covering relational and spiritual applications to help navigate real life issues And our question for today is, how can we set personal boundaries in a society that hates God?
0: Whoa, we're not mincing words here. A society that hates God. I don't know. Did that rub you the wrong way? You're listening. Did that phrase rub you the wrong way? I think that it's very real. I think that we do live in a time where what we believe, what we perceive as truth is being attacked greatly. In fact, so much so that people hate God. They hate Him. So here's the key to set these boundaries, personal boundaries, The key is choosing God's word as our plumb line for truth. Choosing God's word is our plumb line for truth. Just so you know, I believe in the complete Bible, both testaments as a plumb line for my choices. When God's word is our personal plumb line for truth, the enemy loses strength. I'm going to say that again. When God's word is our personal plumb line for truth, the enemy loses strength. and he is doing everything that he can to disrupt, destroy, distract, to mess with our heads, mess with our relationships, and we have to know, you know what, and regardless of what he said. We have to really kind of focus on almost on those 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert as soon as the Holy Spirit entered him, and the Holy Spirit sent him to the desert, and the enemy was there, and he tempted him. That is what is happening today. We're going to look at how then can we set these personal boundaries. So Heather, we're, we're taking a short journey today, and it's going to start with this truth. First, the world will come against us. If we don't believe it, we're going straight to the Word, and we're going to hear what is being told to us, and actually, we're looking at the reference Luke 3, verses 51 through 56, and Jesus is talking here, and he says, Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. I don't know about you, my friends, but if Jesus tells us he's here to cause division and the world will come up against us, I think we better accept it as truth. And we should not act surprised when sons and fathers are against each other. I get weary with that a little bit, Heather, when people go, I don't know why. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And we have the worldly mindset because we're not in the word. We need to have a wordly mindset. We need to really focus in on what God is telling us. This is truth. This is truth. We must believe God's word based on who he is. And I've said this before. If God says it, that settles it. That's my mindset. That's how I look at the truth. That's how I look at the word of God. If he says something to me, I may not understand it heather but I'm going to I'm going to go you know what I'm thinking he's going to tell me in due time he's going to share it with me when I need to know and right now I'm believing it I'm believing it so in sharing this scripture when we read that Jesus says no I tell you I'm here for division I'm not come to give peace I'm here to create Division. Do you struggle with that? Do you struggle with the why? Why why would Jesus do this? Why would God do this? Here's the truth. It's not them. It's us. We're doing this. Mankind is rebelling against God and the mere presence of Christ divides us. Mm -hmm. His presence. You say the word God, and everyone can consider little g. We've talked about that before, and they're content with that. Oh, it's okay. It's going to be my God, his God, their God, everyone's God, right? But if we say Christ, if we say Jesus Christ, just the mere mention of it is causing upheaval. Upheaval. Mm -hmm. So, with that truth in mind, we've got to shake the why from our shoulders and we need to trust in due time that god reveals what we need to know through his word as we need to know it i think about my puppy dogs now i've had several over the years years heather currently we have sam and i have two rescue dogs we actually had to adopt them so we were approved for the adoption we have the dogs and they're amazing But dogs can have a mindset of their own and they can get frustrated and they can get angry. And here's one thing that I've learned over the years. I did a lot of studying in behavioral analysis on dogs and I've trained dogs many, many years ago. And when they have their mindset on something, their focus is so intent, like if they're Angry, if they're scared, if they're in an attack mindset, even if their tail is wagging, until they shake their body, they're still in the same mindset. That is a sign. We think, oh, their tail's wagging, so they're good. And they're not. They still go in and they want to attack or they're still aggressive or they're still this. It's not until they shake their whole body that they are resettled. That's What we have to do, we have to shake what the world is putting on us. We have got to shake it off. We have got to physically consider what the world is saying is not what I'm settling for. What I trust, what I believe is what God's word is going to give me. So I must accept God's word as the plumb line of truth which of course means we need to be reading it. And we've discussed this in previous episodes. So I'll leave that to you, my my friend. Check those out. The key, the first one is the world's going to come against me. God's word says that it will. So it's not a surprise to him. Shouldn't be a surprise to me. I've got this and I know it's going to happen. Secondly, is that we can stand firm. No matter what, we can stand firm. So we're going to read in Galatians 5, and we're going to read 1 through 6. Galatians 5, verses 1 through 6. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. In other words, do not submit to the ways of man. You see, there was an issue about being circumcised or not. And Paul was explaining if the men chose to be circumcised because it's what everyone was doing, then they missed the point of salvation. We read further in verses five and six it says, For through the Spirit by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Whoa, Paul was saying, don't diminish your faith by following the world. Stand firm in your faith through the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, even in the body of believers, we can be led astray. How crazy is that? Yet, it's not surprising. It should not surprise us. As the enemy is lurking around every corner to draw us away from God's truth, and believers are not immune. That's why we must be intentional in setting personal boundaries. Okay? So we know first, the world will come against us. Second, we can stand firm. We have to trust that. That has to be our personal mindset there. Finally, how then can we stand? How then? If we know the world's going to come against us, if we know that we can stand because God says that we can, how are we going to do this? Paul spoke to the Colossians, and we read this in Colossians 1, verses 3 and 4 and 5. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So because these people were trusting in the truth of God, and used his word as their plumb line, they had hope in a world that hated Christ. This isn't the first time this is happening. This has been since, I mean, since he entered the world as a man and started his mission, he came up against opposition. Why would we Mm -hmm. think that we're not, that that wouldn't happen to us too, right? Mm -hmm. They. New, we're gonna trust what we have learned, and Paul is saying, "Hey, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, and we are praying for you, and we're thanking God for you because of your trust and belief." So, as we read further, we're going to look at Colossians one verses nine through fourteen. In these verses, we're going to discover four steps to help us set personal boundaries in this world. And I'm reading from the ESV translation. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In these verses, here's four things we can take away. First, we must pray to be filled with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. My friend, if we wake up And go about our day and never ask God to fill us with His Spirit, to fill us to overflowing with spiritual wisdom and understanding, we will fall into the snares of the world. The world is getting loud, the voices are screaming against God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is not appreciated by so many today. If we do not choose to ask, to pray, to be filled with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, we are missing out on a personal boundary we could have set in place. This is what we want. We are seeking this. Next, ask to be strengthened with the power to endure with joy. Do you know what causes people to really get frustrated when they come at us and they are angry and they want to just beat down the door? And what we do is we meet them with this incredible internal strength and power and stand in front of them with joy. We don't attack. We meet what they are saying to us with joy. We've read the end of the book. We know what's going on. In that, we don't have to come full force and think that we are fighting the battle by ourselves. What we do is we stand in a posture of Christ. We have the mind of Christ, and in that we already know. That's why it's so important to be in the Word, because we need to know what we know. And if we trust that God's Word is a plumb line of truth, it will give us confidence and strength that we've never had before, and we can have joy. We can endure with joy. Third, Give thanks to Father for your inheritance through Christ. Those mornings that I get up and I go, thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave me out by myself. Thank you for the invitation to trust in Jesus Christ. Thank you for inviting me into the family. Thank you for saying that I belong. Thank you for the inheritance that you have given me that I will be in heaven with you, that I am not leaving this earth and going into nothingness. Eternity has value for me. Thank you, Father, for this inheritance. And then the fourth one, we are to accept forgiveness of our sins and step into the light of the sun. S-O-N. There are so many times, my friend, that I will forgive others, or I can see how God would forgive someone else, but I struggle to accept His forgiveness for me. Yet, if I do not accept the forgiveness of God, then I truly am not accepting. The sacrifice of Christ. His sacrifice would mean nothing to me because if his word is truth and my plumb line, I must believe he sacrificed all for all sin. And I need to walk in the forgiveness of God. Heather, I tell you, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm, what are your thoughts here?
1: I don't know about our friend listening right now, but I needed those four steps. You you said the fourth one is, is hard for you sometimes. That first one, remembering to ask for the spiritual wisdom and understanding he wants to give me. Mm-hmm. How much would my day change if I remembered to ask
0: mm-hmm. for
1: that? I want mm-hmm. it. I want it all the time. But... Do I go to him and specifically ask for what he's already offering me? Mm. So I needed to hear that. And I'd like to know from you out there, what part spoke to you? What part do you struggle with? Join our conversation. Go to stayingrealwithlinda.com. Send us your questions. Leave a comment. Share with us which one of these things... Uh you find easiest or hardest to do. Go to your podcast platform, rate and review our podcast. Subscribe to it so you never miss an episode. Let us know what you're taking away from what we're sharing each week. We'd love to hear from you.
0: We would love to hear from you. You know the steps based on the Colossian scripture. pray to be filled with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Ask to be strengthened with the power to endure with joy. Give thanks to Father for your inheritance through Christ. Accept forgiveness of your sins and step into the light of the sun. As you go into this week, before you get out of bed, here's a challenge. Say, Father, this is your day and I pray that you will fill me with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I want to depend on you. That's just the first step. But in making that first one, we will start to receive deeper understanding of God's word. We begin that intimate relationship with him and we become dependent on him. Father, I pray that you will fill me with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. He has it for us. He tells us that in James. He tells us that throughout his word. Let's embrace it. Let's embrace it. Heather, it was great being here with you today new too I always enjoy it uh, yeah I do too I do too and my friend oh may Yahweh bless you and keep you in all that you do until next time this is Linda Goldfarb and Heather staying real about faith and family.